Welcome to Woo Woo School, the podcast dedicated to following our curiosities and being a student to all things spiritual, vibey, and the occasional male repellent tip. We're your party hosts, Kendall and Angela. So as we dive in, we hope you feel like you're right beside us on the couch, joining the whole conversation. Without further ado, let's get woo woo. Hi, guys. What's up? What's going on? So excited to be back on the mic. Yes, we are so happy to have you. And we have just a little quick nugget of information to share with you guys about someone we both love. Yes. So we listened to this podcast that someone named Tezza had done. If you do not know Tezza, she is one of my biggest girl crushes, just like a muse to me. She is in the fashion world, but is essentially has an empire of different things. She's in home goods, she's in sunglasses, she is a musician. She just does a little bit of everything and everything she touches has such a consecutive, I don't know, just like feel to it, it's really great. And so anyway, she's someone who I look up to as far as being creative, but also on the business side. So when I listened to a podcast that uh, they recorded with another podcast that we love is What We Said. So if you haven't checked them out, you should. But anyway, she interviewed on their podcast and I fell in love. There was so much amazing information that I sent it over to Angela and was like, you have to listen to this. Let's take notes. Let's talk. It's so good. So anyway, we decided to hop on the mic and actually talk about that episode so you can listen to it yourself later. But if you just want to see what like made us buzzy and what we personally connected to, then let's do this. Let's do it. And just a quick note up top, her name is spelled T-E-Z-Z-A on all of her socials. Which is so crazy because you know how sometimes you find someone that you really love and you just automatically assume that everyone you know knows them? Which is what happened. so when I actually sent, yeah, this is what happened. Like I've been following Tezza for so long and she's such a inspiration to me that I was like, oh, surely Angela knows who she is. And so when I sent her the podcast, she was like, oh, I've never heard of her. Like, this is great. I was like, what? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Angela has those people too, where she's like, wait, you haven't been following this person for years? So (laughs) Tessa is a hot follow. So I'm really excited, extra excited for the people who don't know who she is so that you can kind of add her into your little inspo folder. Mm -hmm. So, And I think it's going to be exciting because I think what Kendall and I are drawn to for her might be different. I mean, she's got so many things that we can touch on. The main thing that I jump out at is that she works, she's such a, such a hard worker, but she talks about in the episode uh, that we listened to on what we said that she doesn't, you know, subscribe to grind culture anymore because it was affecting her health and her mental spirit. And she was only sleeping three hours a night. And I liked that she opened the curtain to us and showed the behind the scenes of what looks like an effortless flow on her part when she releases something on social. But it's so much work behind the scenes that she does with her Mm -hmm. business partner and husband. And she has an ease about her, but there is a grind about her that she has now gotten a little bit more on top of and has gotten used to and made more parameters and boundaries for herself. But she said when she was first starting out, she felt like she was like running on like a low engine, just putting all her work into her business, which I do respect deeply. But she also showed the side of it that was the candid, like, 
this was deteriorating me. I was up mm-hmm. until if you really want to push it and you want to create your own app and do all of these things and create an empire, like I wasn't sleeping for two years. Like that's, that's what it was. And she yeah. didn't sugarcoat the work she put in. No. And I, and I loved that because I do think that that is exactly who she is, is a very, it looks very effortless on the outside. But I know that a lot of people don't want to even own up to like how hard they have to work for like, there's two camps, right? It's like the people who need everybody to know how hard they work. But then there's this other camp of like, I need this to look very effortless. And Mm -hmm. so I don't want to own up to the fact that I'm actually like really having to bust my balls to like get this out, you know? Mm -hmm. And I love how transparent she is about constantly finding that finding that balance of saying, Hey, this is something I'm passionate about and I want it to work. And, but also, you know, finding the balance of like, I need to be able to sleep. I need to be able to invest in relationships. I need to be able, you know, to do this. And so I love her transparency of that journey. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that she is so multi-talented and I love that she has this whole jump in and figure out the details later in the episode. She was talking about how she built her app and she's not a tech developer. She's not a coder, none of that. So she was just stumbling around trying to figure it out, researching and being resourceful. And she comes from a family of creatives that always have pushed her into an artistic direction. So she had that as sort of a inspiration for herself and her own family. But I just, I love that she just jumps in and she figures out how to do it. Cause I think a lot of us, me included, will, will not jump into a project cause we're like, well, I don't know how to edit or I don't know how to, yeah. you know, I don't know how to X, Y, Z, but really it's just putting yourself out there and figuring it out as you go and learning and learning and looking back at what you've built as you go. And it's just. Exactly. And I think even for her, I talked about this on my Instagram not long ago, but she is the opposite of imposter syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. Like she is, Hey, this is something that I'm really excited about and want to do. And so I'm going to have the audacity to say that I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so even, um, with her, one of my favorite things that she's created is her sunglass line and just really cool vintage shades that are inspired by different artists that have influenced her over the years. And she was just talking very openly. Like I've never designed sunglasses. I didn't know what I was doing. So she was like, but I wanted to create them and I wanted to do that. So I reached out to somebody who did know how to do it and they taught me. Mm -hmm. And so instead of being the natural response for when we go into a creative project is like, okay, am I qualified to do this? And then we talk ourselves out of it. Like Mm -hmm. the same with our podcast, right? We're like, well, we're not like podcasters. So why (laughs) should we turn on the mic, you know? And Mm -hmm. instead of, instead of doing it and just being like, Hey, this is on our hearts. Like we actually just want a podcast. Right. And so we're going to learn and figure it out and freaking muck it up and learn again and have existential breakdown about it and then keep going. And then we're like, Oh, right. Actually we are podcasters now, you know? Yes. Yes. And she, one of the things, so I also was listening to her on a podcast called Almost 30, which is another podcast I another love. Another great podcast. Love, yeah. love, love. It's about like your transformative years. And she, Tessa was a guest and she talked a lot about a lot of different things. But one of the things that the hosts were talking to her about was that she is known for her editing style and her photography mm-hmm. style and the cohesion that she can bring and the like art and life that she brings into her photos. And then she just gave her presets away on how she edits. 
Like she just gave it all away. And I just find that so, I have chills. (laughs) I just find the fact that you're so good at something and somebody comes to you over and over for this. And she was just like, well, have it. Like you can have it too. Like, so this abundance mentality. Yeah, it it is such abundance. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't have to be cagey. She's not cagey with her success. She shares it all. The second that she rises to the top in something, she shares pieces of it. She gives things away like the presets or she shares Mm -hmm. knowledge. Like she's so about that you can have this too. And she Mm -hmm. doesn't seem unattainable. She, she's not lying about the work she puts in. It's hard work, right? but she's also not saying that you, you know, it's exclusive to her, which I love. And I think like, even for her, I had listened to that podcast as well, where I think it was on that one where she was talking about how, if you give away everything, you know that you're going to continue growing because you can't like box yourself into something. Mm-hmm. And she was saying in this day and age, like the minute that you kind of box yourself in, like, oh, I do this well. And you just stay there. You become like irrelevant yes. because and you hold on to it too tightly. Like it's exactly. mine. It's mine. When and if you it's release your it. identity. Yeah. Like yes. my precious. My yeah. precious. <laughs> and, and yeah. And so I love that She's like, Hey, listen, Everything that I figure out, I give away so that it forces me to continually evolve. And I love that. Definitely. Gosh, I'm just looking at her feed right now. So one of the things she talks about about her fashion side, which Kendall can speak more to, but she said growing up, she was tall and a tomboy and she just didn't know how to dress her body and like what she liked. So just as an experiment, she just started putting things together that she felt like maybe wouldn't go together and just pushing the boundaries and just photographing it and posting it and just seeing where it, where it got her. And she's almost a self-taught fashion person. Like she just started experimenting with it. And she talks about how that's how you do it. It's not mm-hmm. that you have to- And that was it. like one of her biggest insecurities was like that she felt she was too tall and gangly to like wear loud clothing. Right. And she decided to actually just play that insecurity up. And it's what actually built an entire empire for her. And I mean, she looks incredible in clothes. So it's, it's mind blowing to me that she would ever be self-conscious about it. That's like, well, welcome to all of our self-conscious things. (laughs) Truly our inside voice is a liar and she (laughs) is very much about just owning it. And the confidence will like make you stand out, even if the outfit isn't for everyone. And she no longer Mm -hmm. apologizes for any of that. And a more emotional side of her that I didn't know until today was that she lost her sister when she was young. They were in a band together when they were in their teens and she lost her unexpectedly. I'm not sure how, but she got emotional on this podcast and she was just talking about, she found a a list in her sister's room shortly after she passed of a hundred things that she wanted to do before she died. Mm -hmm. And to honor her sister and to motivate herself, she started acting out some of the things that were on the list. So recently Mm -hmm. with her dad, she went, one of the things on the list was giving strangers a hundred dollar bills. So she, you know, a couple Christmases ago did that with her dad uh, to honor her sister. And another one was going on a hot air balloon and all of these things that she tries to implement into her life to honor her sister. And also she just says that she feels like her sister was an old soul to already be making a list like that at 15 or 16 Mm -hmm. years old. And for her to find it was just very special and spiritual for her. So I think- And I love that. Yeah. And and. I think that that kind of plays into her whole uh, process, right? Because everything she talks about is don't just create for people to like be attracted to you and, and come. She's like, have a purpose and have a meaning for what you're doing. And, and her thing, 
her tagline is the art of life. And she said with everything that she creates, she is trying to help people open up to their own creativity, especially people who don't, don't actually find themselves creative. Yes. Um, people who maybe didn't identify as that or, you know, because the word creative, I feel like has become this exclusive term and it scares certain people away because they're like, oh, I'm not a quote unquote creative. And she is like, no, I want everything I touch to show you that everybody is creative and that you can own this power. I mean, even, and she comes from a great line of examples with that in her family. And the fact that Angela and I both were like screaming for this, we're like, yes, is that she said her grandmother became a famous painter at 70 years old. Like just randomly decided, was like, you know what? You know what? I have wanted to paint my whole life and like never did. And so at 70 years old, she decided to start painting, became a famous painter. What a vibe. Incredible. Yeah. That's just going to take me the rest of the summer. (laughs) I know. That was was the thing. When I sent the podcast to Angela, she texted me. That was like the first thing she said was like, okay, carrying grandma's vibes, like (laughs) 70 years old decides to become a painter. We're over here at 30 being like, well, guess um, all of our talents are done. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so I do. I love, I love her like sharing is caring when it comes to creativity. Um, I just had a recovered memory of the time that my husband and I were taking these personality quizzes and one of the questions was, are you creative? And it was just yes or no. And I was <laughs> filling it out for him and I put yes for me, but for him, I, I was tempted to put no. And I told him, I was like, uh, I'd say, no, you're more analytical. And he's like, he paused and he was like, no, I'd say yes. And I was like, why? And he said, well, I'm an engineer. So i I build things that don't exist. So I'd consider that creative. Mm-hmm. And it just would like blew my mind. I'm like, of course, that is super creative. But I had such a narrow vision of what it was. And I was one of those people that was like, no, you're, and she even talks about how she's like that with her husband, Cole. Like when she first met mm-hmm. him, she's like, no, because he's, he's in tech. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I came from an art family and you came from tech. So I'm creative and you're not. And she had that divisive feel about it until she started realizing like, no, everyone, everyone deserves to feel like they're creative and everyone is creative. Mm-hmm. And so, And even talking about for her, that her vision for this app that she has, which is just so insane. She's just constantly adding to it. But she was just saying how that wouldn't have even come to life without the creativity of her husband, who she kind of thought of as not that creative in the beginning, because he wasn't, you know, in the fashion world, or he wasn't doing this or that. And, and saw coding and things like that as a more practical application. And so whenever he made her creativity come to life by his own creative coding and everything, she was like, wow, this is such an art form. And we need to stop putting labels on people of being creative or not, you know? Gosh, yes. I love it. Uh, One of the things that, that stuck out to me was that she was talking about with her husband that they, one of the questions was like, Hey, like what, how do you guys know where you're going? You know what I mean? Like, and she said, I love this, but she was like, for years, we were just kind of doing stuff. And she was like, yeah, our just time was doing stuff, which I completely can relate to where you're like, Oh, I want to do all these things, but my hours, I'm like, where am I actually going? You know? Yes. And something that really stuck with me was that they continually have an 18 month view of where they want to be. And so they readjust that every six months and kind of talk about it. But she said, as long as she knows 
what the goal is in 18 months, like whatever that is, it helps her understand if she's making steps in the right direction to who she actually wants to be and what she wants to create. And I loved that because it's holding the future loosely, but also still seeing where you're going. And that was something that even Angela and I started creating lists, like even for the podcast of, hey, we're, this is intuitively led and we're having a really good time, but also let's manifest where we want to be in 18 months. And we can com- keep coming back and readjusting that, right? And say like, mm-hmm. oh, this would better serve us or, oh, this is you know a better application for that. But as long as we have that in front of us, we can start manifesting towards that. And I think that that is the same for various areas in our life, you know, whether it's our relationships or our health or our projects or our job, like whatever it is for us to actually sit down and make a list of ideally, this is where I would be in 18 months. It really helps you focus. And it also helps you understand what you're putting hours into that you actually don't want to go forward with. Yeah. Um, And 18 months. So the whole idea of setting goals around, you know, where you want to see yourself in X amount of time isn't new, but what was new to me was 18 months was a perfect amount of time because five years overwhelms me and six months feels too attainable and doesn't push me enough. So 18 months is perfect. A perfect window of time. Just scary enough. Yeah. Just (laughs) scary enough to really see where you can go. And I love the idea of doing a check-in every six months to be like, are we on track? Do we not even want this part of the journey anymore? Have we switched Mm -hmm. gears? And kind of keeping your why close to heart is something that I took away from her too. I mean, we could talk about her all day. We love us some Tezza. (laughs) Yes. You guys love her too. Do you have anything else to say about her? I mean, we could go on and on. No, I will say one like last thing that, you know, I think touched both of us. I say touched it, but was motivating for both of us was they talked about in the podcast, release fast and adjust. Yes. And that it was when you're working on a project, when you're working on something that subscribing to perfection is what is going to ever keep you from releasing something. And we both understand that so well in our own lives of perfection has kept a microphone off, has kept, you know, our projects from ever seeing the light of day. And they were talking about how they were listening to the Skinny Confidential, which is another podcast. And they were saying, if you aren't embarrassed by what you released in the beginning, you release too late. Like if you're not embarrassed by what you're, like when you look back, if you're not embarrassed by what you produced, you released too late. You just need to release, adjust, release, adjust. And I think that that was something um, I've kept in mind for this podcast. And it's not to say that you don't want to do work with integrity. It's that you don't allow perfectionism to have the voice that says this isn't good enough. You shouldn't yes. put it out in the world. Yes. Uh, you just allow it to be a step to go to the next step. Like, okay, put it down, go to the next step, mm-hmm. put it down, put, go to the next step. And, and that's for all of our projects and, and just different things is like, Hey, if it's in our heart and we want to do it, then just work on it, put it out, adjust, move forward, adjust, move forward. And I love that. So Anyway, and I say that only as a practical tip for people, whatever you're working on, release fast and adjust is, I think, really smart and not, you know. Yes. No, that was a, a huge takeaway for me is release quick because that will keep me, the imposter, or the sensor voice will keep me from releasing things and tell me it's not ready, but really things can really be valuable to everyone 
if it gets to breathe with other people. And if you don't let it breathe with other people, it never will. And then you can't grow yourself if you're not looking at it as your first draft. And like she said, like being embarrassed of your quote first draft that you release, you should be because that means you're growing and it means that you release totally. it in a time where it was vulnerable for you, which is where the magic is. So yeah. So anyway, we it. wanted to make these, we wanted to make these little podcast is short and sweet. And if it was something that made us feel buzzy, we were just like, Hey, let's turn on the mic. Let's talk about it really fast so that we can share what we thought was really killer with our audience. So hopefully mm-hmm. you loved this. You had a few things that you got to take away. We care about you guys and want you to have the biggest glow up ever. So anything that we, we find has given us a glow up. We want to share with you guys. So yes. And if you favor this format, give us a rate review and subscribe. Yeah. And we're down to do this way more often. So happy to have you. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. We hope you had fun today. Thank you so much for listening. We're manifesting that this becomes something. So if you enjoyed this, help a sister out, give us a like or leave a review so we can connect to more people like you. Talk to us anytime. Easiest to reach us on our Instagram. Kindle is at Kindle Hannah, H-A-N-N-A with no H at the end. And I'm at Angela underscore party, P-A-R-T-Y. We love you and see you next week.